Yeah, I want to take you back to a word I gave a while ago on, and there's quite a few here that have not heard the word of the last two years, so it's exciting to just mention it again. But that in Genesis 1, now I said, if you want to know the completion or the finishing line, you go back to the beginning. Yes. Okay, because everything... Everything that God planned for creation, for man, you can go and find it in the beginning. Amen. That's why Yeshua was in the beginning. Yes. Not, it wasn't his beginning. <laughs> it was our beginning. Yes. Isn't it awesome? He was right there in the beginning. Yes. And Yahweh already had, had the, the cross ready. Isn't that awesome? Yes. He was crucified before the foundation of the world. Wow. And he still, he couldn't contain himself. He wanted to create man. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Yahweh. So, God creates. Now, in the beginning, if you read, I think it's verse 2, or, yeah, verse 2 more or less, that says, God creates, he created the light. Okay. And then he says, he divided the light from the darkness. Yeah. But he didn't take the darkness away. Uh-huh. Yes. He didn't remove the darkness. Yeah. Because that darkness has some mystery to it. Yeah. Okay. So, in the Hebrew understanding, um, they don't look at light and dark as good and evil. The way we do. Because they say when God created the light, He said it is tov. Yes. Can you write it for me then? T O V. Yes. Tov. It is good means in Hebrew it is tov. Yes. T O V. Okay. Yes. What does He mean when He says it is good? Everything He created. When it came to man, he said it is very good. It is very good. He's happy, he's pleased, he's yes. very pleased. Yes. But now I realize why he said it's very good. <laughs> um, the word tov means, the Hebraic understanding, the word good, it is good means. Whatever is created is fulfilling its purpose. It's fulfilling its purpose. Okay. That's what it means. It is good. So when it came to creating man, he said he had to say, he had to decree. It's very good. It's definitely fulfilling its purpose. Because there would come a time that man would fall out of his purpose. But God already said, it is done. It is finished. It's very good. I will bring them back into their purpose. Listen, you can't can't catch God unaware. He doesn't fall off his throne. (laughs) His crown doesn't move. Thank goodness for that. He doesn't lose his breath. (laughs) What on earth have they done now? Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's con- 
righteousness is its very root. And God's consciousness is very important. Oh, yes. It's very important. Because his consciousness is sustaining all of creation. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> so now we also find out, so we'll throw in some scientific lessons. I went and read up on dark matter. If you look in space, okay, in, this is a bit of science. If you look in space, there's extreme amount of dark space, nothing, no planets, yes. no nothing. It's just dark space. The background of the cosmos is dark space. The background, thank you, preach with me, Stephen, come on, help me. The background of the cosmos <laughs> is dark space. Yes. And what I found out, what the scientists don't even know, or maybe they're discovering is, this darkness actually is what holds everything in creation together. Yes. <laughs> it's the space between the atoms. You are made up of atoms. Amen. Everything is made up of atoms. atoms. Okay, so this is more than the contrasted light and darkness. God is showing creation that there's a place for space in between the atoms. And this is what we call dark matter. All right. So it's a bit of a science lesson. Just remind me to get to read you something on the cell phone. So he says, this darkness that surrounds the atoms that you see in dark space, it is holding all things together. Wow. It makes me think of what's holding our stuff. Is it called laminin? Laminin. And in our bodies, it's yeah. like our cells. Yeah, it's laminin. It's holding oh, the yes. together. Yeah. It's the shape of the cross, laminin. Yeah. Yes. So it's put there by God to hold all things into existence between the light. Sure. And then I got a bit of a revelation about it. All right. So it's like a glue. Yep. It's a glue. So not all darkness is bad. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of darkness even that Isaiah referred to. Mm. It's all mystery. I, the Lord, yeah. create the light. And I, the Lord, create the darkness. Mm -hmm. Another dimension to the darkness. Ooh, this is very powerful. Make like you've never heard it. Another dimension to the darkness is that Solomon said, it was revealed to him, I don't think he even understood. Solomon said that God said, I, the Lord, dwell in thick darkness. Amen. Hmm. The shadow of the Almighty. So the space holds together everything. <laughs> wow. Imagine the messages you've heard from Genesis 1. <laughs> okay. Another dimension. So now, God says, I dwell in sick darkness. I'll get to the scriptures now. It's a mysterious God. And He says, He created, so when He divided, the light 
So that light and darkness is nothing to do with the sun and the moon. Amen. I know, because the sun and the moon was only created later on. Yeah. Exactly. So he says, but now what I do is, he says, I divide the light from the darkness because I, the Lord, dwell in darkness. So that those that will one day realize that this darkness is the mystery that I dwell in. So Dr. O says the mysteries, the, the night and day, the mysteries of the night is to be revealed in the day. Yes. Ah. Awesome. It's to illuminate. Oh my it's, it's, it's to, The light is to illuminate what he does. Thank you. In the darkness, I was just going to say. So the light came in Yeshua. Okay? To illuminate the darkness. I want to ask you. Intimacy takes place in darkness. Yes. Yes. In the secret place. I just heard this last night. Yeah. Yahweh said, intimacy takes place in darkness. Mark 4 verse 11. He said to them, the privilege of intimately knowing. Listen to every word. The privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realms realms has been given to you but not to the others where everything is revealed in parables in code in code (laughs) yes so I thought okay so the kingdom belongs to us But it is shrouded in darkness and mystery. It still is. Because he says. It's protected for the chosen. Yes, it's not hidden from us. It's hidden for us. Yes, amen. Okay. But it's interesting to me that he says, so the kingdom, it's, it's a mystery. Illumination has to come. Yeah. Otherwise, they're still sitting with parables and nice stories and motivational speaking and... Yeah, do something to get something. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, to me, the definition of a parable... You know, Jesus spoke in a parable and the disciples said to him, why are you just telling stories? You know, maybe one of the disciples said, why don't you just tell them straight what you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you see, they would—they could not handle the truth, the truth and the, the, the message about the kingdom. Exactly. Because you see, they, they wanted something physical that they could relate to. Yes, mm-hmm. and the mysteries are in the unseen. Thank you. So I wrote, to me, the definition of a parable is truth hidden underneath the veil. <laughs> truth hidden under the veil. And that's why Yeshua came to open the veil so we can see the truth. Exactly. And set us free 
and we can live in Yahweh forever. Bottom line. Then Solomon spoke, the Lord said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. In 2 Chronicles 6 verse 1, about Yeshua, it's about Yeshua, it says, wrapped and hidden in the thick cloud darkness, his thunder tabernacle surrounds him. He hid himself in mystery darkness. The dense rain clouds were his garments. Those that are hungry will come and search in him. Yes. He's got the cloud that is thick with rain. Mm. The word mm. from God. Amen. So the secrecy of God is one of his attributes, right? Yes. It's one of the attributes and perfections of the Almighty. I mean, he sees everything. Oh, yes. He sees all. And yet, he is in the unseen. Yes. Yes. He is the unseen. He is the unseen. And he's very, very clever to be in the unseen. I'll tell you now. That's why this writer of this verse was inspired by some sort of mystery. It's the glory of God. You hear that? It's the glory of God to conceal a thing. Yes. Why yes. would you say that? It's the glory of God to conceal a thing. Mm. Exactly like that vision I had. People jump into the river. Yay! It's the presence, Yahweh, and then Yahweh starts going, come deeper, come deeper. Yeah. But now it's unfamiliar territory. Everything I stood on, I'm losing my footing. I can't stand in this waters. I'm about to go under, and I, I swim back to shore. He's supposed to go and be immersed fully in, the, in him and the spirit. But you see, people don't have revelation of what is the fullness. You know? So the glory of God is to conceal a thing. But now he says... This glory, it's the glory of man to seek it out. God doesn't just go, yeah, here I am. He doesn't. Exactly. He says, seek my face. With other words, seek the mystery about me. Because when you find go deeper. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeshua released a little yes. when he was on earth. Yes. And he was rejected. So exactly. Imagine he let out everything what would have happened. Do you hear what I'm saying? Exactly that. Okay. 
So God revealed himself. Where can you see? The burning bush? Yeah. Right? Um, yes, he revealed himself to poor Paul <laughs> with his, uh, what do you call it, uh, having fallen on his head. Um, that was a good one. And then to Elijah. Yes. Okay. You see, he was there, but you, you could not be traced. He was there when those three were in the fire. Ash, what? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes, Yeshua revealed himself then. Okay, so the answer. Okay, let me let me just say this. There's a philosopher that said, "When I look for him, I find him not." Yeah. <laughs> because you found him. Maybe in a certain way. You found him in a certain religious surrounding. Alright? You experienced him. But if I look for him there, I will not find him. Why? If I do not look for him there, in a specific pre yes. um, preconceived idea, I will find him everywhere. Exactly. You know, God started revealing this to me. The more he was, I was experiencing him face to face a few years ago. Because, listen, the glory has been great. God said to me from the beginning, you people walk in glory. And I started saying, wow, God is in everything. Yes. He's in everything. Everything I walk through. Everything. I just him in everything. Yeah, because if you look for him in, like you said, in one form, you're limiting him and you're going to be stuck there. You need to see him in everything because he is in everything. People who cannot go into the new have got something. Okay? So this thought came to me. God chooses to reveal himself rather than to be seen. Amen. Look at the way he's worked. You can just go back through the word. He chooses to reveal himself rather than be seen. And I'll I'll, I'll tell you now, it took me deeper with that. So the light in Genesis 1 is the illumination of his face, his presence to the whole universe. That was the light in Genesis 1. Listen to what I'm saying. It was God. God created this universe. And then he was getting ready to create the universe. But he first wanted to create the illumination of himself. The divine source to all of creation. Right? The definition of reveal. Plain, simple dictionary. Definition of reveal is to make something known to humans by divine or supernatural means. (laughs) Wow. So God wants to lure you. 
drawing He's you drawing in. you in yes. to what is infinite, to what is beyond human understanding, to what is beyond human limitation. Yes, yes. When I first meditated, there was nothing. And then I do it again and again. Yes. At last, he started to reveal. Thank you. You see, that's why he. I thought to myself, oh, Yahweh, you really know. It's like he was having a conversation with me last night. Okay. So Psalm 77 verse 19 says, Your way, Yahweh, is in the sea. So here he's engaging the men. Yes. Because men is an ocean, it's, it's running water. Wow. Your way is in the sea. Oh. Water, words, spirits. Yeah. And your path in the great waters, not in the shallow waters. Amen. I don't understand why someone wants to stay in shallow waters. <laughs> Your path is in the great waters, and your footsteps are not known, because it's a mystery. So it's like being sprinkled instead of baptized. <laughs> exactly. The word for um, sea is a mem and a yud. Wow. And you say it yom, almost like yom. So it's a mem and a yud. Mem stands for water. Yud, it, it has many dimensions. It's the hand. So the root word for sea, it means to roar. As breaking in a noisy surf. The roaring is the seas. The roaring seas is the power of his word. Wow. I, I read that before and I never saw it like that. Wow. It's the power of his word. The roaring seas is the power of his word. It's the power of his spirit. It's amazing. And still people say, where's God? <laughs> Wow. It's amazing how, how some of us are drawn to the sea, literally. Oh, it's, it's a calming, there's, the, effect. there's the, the scripture. Waves, the sound of the waves is such a soothing, calming effect. It's amazing. Wow. Yes, but even now when you go and look at the noisy seas, now you know the sea's yeah. way is in the sea. He wow. is a roaring God, man. Now I go to Yeshua. Yeshua says, I am going. And it was as if I was in the first person in Yeshua. So exactly what he said, I'm going to read it to you. I typed it as he said it to me. Yeshua says, I'm going. Because I don't want you to relate with this body. Amen. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, don't identify with that one. I don't want you to. And then he said, because actually, can you see I've grown older? 
and we ascended with him, this is the Passion Translation, into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. Listen, somebody got revelation and wrote the Passion Translation, and we're only waking up now in the church to preach it. I'll read it again. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one. And we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realms. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. If you're talking about Christ, about anything about Christ, you're talking about me. Yes. So raised up means, this is what Yahweh said to me. He said raised up means out of the former. Wow. Into perfection. So to be, to be placed or seated in heaven means we've been given the perfection, the light, and the authority to be there. Now, well, let's get into a bit of science concerning with this light. This light was the divine source of everything. Yes. Now light, they did test with light, okay? Normal light. It's made up of a wave. This light is a wave. Okay. So now, this or a frequency, have you seen what a frequency is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's almost something like a heart monitor. Oh. We look at the frequency of the wave. Yeah. That's what light is. Yeah. It's a wave. Okay? So Yahweh was the divine source. He's the, he's the source of light. Yes. So what he did, Nomishla, is he spoke what we call, he spoke that like oral frequencies. He spoke with oral frequency. That means what was coming out of his mouth was light. Amen. Oh, yes. You hear me? Yes. Now, they did a test on light. It's a wave. Yes. But when light was looked at, mm. when it was observed, yeah. it changed into a particle, matter. Yes. It became matter. Yes. So when Yahweh spoke oral free, the oral frequencies of light, Whatever he spoke mm. be 
became a manifestation of matter. Sure. Yes, exactly. And the world was created. Because what you speak is the unseen. Yes. And when you manifest, then you see it physically. You've got to see yourself in this word this morning. Sharon doesn't mean when he speak the light, the whole earth was actually filled with Christ himself. Yes. Yes. Because he was in the beginning. He was in the beginning. He was in the beginning. So the very first manifestation of the origin of light mm. and of that of his energy source of selfless love emanating out from me in the form of glory and form of light speaks things through oral frequencies into existence you better see yourself in what I'm saying now okay this is why we who are created in his image need to be so careful with our words. Yeah. Mm. So he engaged the pain. He engaged the pain. Mm. That's right. Because we are literally manifesting mm. the things that we speak. Mm. We can create. Yeah. Well, whether you like it or not, I don't know what you're speaking, but whatever you're speaking, you, because you're in the image of Yahweh, the light is inside, it's in the wave. Yes. And whatever, whoever, whatever you observe, whatever the motive or why you're speaking what you're speaking, it will manifest. Okay, I'll explain it to you now. Yes. Proverbs 20 verse 27. The Spirit, God, Breathe into man. I'll tell you now. All you are, you are a light being. Yes. I'm going to read some, something to you that's going to blow your mind. You are a light being. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand any of this stuff. Mm. About three years ago, I was taken up in a vision. Mm. And God showed me how the angel sees me. Yes. And I was glittering diamonds. No shape. Just glittering a light. Like an energy. Like yes. Energy. Yes. That's what you are seen as. Up, you, you're a light being. You're a wave. So that you can manifest and create something. <laughs> sure. Okay. Let's get this verse done. Proverbs 20 verse 27. The Spirit God breathed into man. Or you can say the Spirit God that is the Spirit that God breathed into man is like a living lamp. A shining light. Searching into the innermost chamber of our being. Why? To illuminate. So you are a light being. Yes. You carry the waves, the frequencies of light. But now here's the key. 
what you manifest in the natural. Remember, when light is observed, it changes into a particle. A particle. Physical thing. A physical manifestation. Hello. Yes. So you are a light being, you carry the waves or the frequencies of light. And how it manifests depends on your consciousness. That is spot on. What are you aware of when you're creating what you're creating? Yeah. It, it's too much. No, but it's spot on. It's too much. It's good that we know and understand how we operate. So before you speak, what am I conscious of now? What am I going to speak now? No. The other morning, I'm like, feel tired, very tired. So, huh, what's this now? No, 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 no. No. I was thinking, I feel tired. And I thought, hey, it's not going to come out of my mouth. And I said to my body, body, you are not tired. And I forgot about the tiredness like that. Yeah. You change your consciousness. Consciousness yeah. is what you manifest. Remember, the frequency of light, you are a light being. Mm. He breathes his light into you. Yes. Listen, this may sound like airy fairy stories. Let me tell you something. Yahweh is bringing revelation. Exactly. Mm. He's bringing powerful revelation. When God said, let there be light. Yes. Huh. Actually, <laughs> it can be likened to the actions of the suns. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which actually suggests that man is really the divine light of God. Amen. You're supposed to manifest, I mean, the reflection yes. of the divine light. So that verse that we just read in Proverbs defines the soul of a human being as the lamp of the Lord. Revealing, not revealing the darkness, revealing the light within you. Yes. Let your light shine. So frequency is just a wave. A particle is the building block of matter. Alright? So what turns something from just an energy source mm -hmm. into physical matter is what are you thinking? Yeah. Consciousness. How and what we think. Yeah. What's holding it together? When you get this, your destiny will change. Yeah. Your dreams will be fulfilled. Yes. Your consciousness, like you said, your consciousness is the dark matter, the laminate between the unseen and the seen. It is, because oh. I can't see what you're thinking. Oh. But the fruit will show me. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, that Aleph, this is your consciousness, that's the unseen, this is the seen. Come on, that's very good, eh? That's revelation. See? That's excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Ashira.
So Ruach, his spirit, God's Ruach spirit, when he created things, imagine he created it with mindfulness yeah. in the present moment. Yes. With full consciousness. Oh. And that affected how the wave manifested into matter. Now, what is this divine source? It's selfless love. It's selfless love. So let me tell you, the more you fill yourself with selfless love, because true love, like God, always seeks an outside object to pour its love out on. That is real, true love. Only when you are loving others are you loving yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. He said because there's a river flowing there. It's, but you can't love. He says love others as you love yourself. So that's the divine source of selfless love. Now, that light that was emanating from Yahweh to create the world, it was His selfless love. Look at that. The selfless love is connected to the light. So the more there's selfless love flowing, the more you are expanding the light in the universe. Amen. You're pouring out that consciousness. You're pouring out that, and he says it's as easy as, who's your neighbor? Who's in your life? Who's around you? The other thing is when you are pouring out selfless love, there's something that's happening in your cells. Yep. Your cells are being filled with light. Yeah. More and more and more. Yes. And then your, your cells mirror your consciousness. Your cells mirror your consciousness. Exactly. Exactly. We can't forget that. It's like when Peter was walking on the water towards Jesus. Mm. Him looking at Jesus was, he's conscious of Jesus. The moment he looked down, he, his consciousness shifted to something else and then he started sinking. Yes. So consciousness. Conscious. It's the same with Moses. I thought about Moses being up on the mountain. He was not aware of anything that didn't have glory on it. That's why he came and he was his face was shining with the glory. But Moses didn't know how to stay in the glory. Because that revelation was not there yet. He didn't know how to stay in the glory because the glory faded. And, but when he came, when he was up there, he was in the glory. Come on. Yes. But when he came down and he began to engage yes. 
with what was happening at the bottom of the mountain, the glory faded. Exactly. Hmm? Consciousness shifted. His consciousness shifted to what was going on around here. Mm. Then he started thinking. But uh, I read this week that scientists say in every, every living thing, there is a light around them. Is okay. it a fish? Is it an animal? Is it a, it's a culture? Then it, then it must be what I found, biophotons. Is it not the consciousness? Biophotons. Yeah. There's something called the light in ourselves. This is now a scientific thing I'm going to read you. It's called biophotons, and I'm going to end off with this. This is powerful. It's in your body. Biophotons are light particles, and you know where they generated? They generated within your body. Hey, yes. you were made in the image of God. Yes. Biophotons are light are light particles that are generated within the body and are constantly radiated from the body's surface. Wow. They're a radiant source of information designed to submerge our DNA in light. Wow. So the new, the new information from biology is based on the belief that cells are guided by an external field of information and that they are not solely regulated by molecular charges. The rhythm of this interaction means that it is a quantum phenomenon. Remember, we know that our cells emit light yes. and that light is constantly sending and receiving information. Yes, wow. <laughs> That's why we say what what spirit does a man have? Mm. Are we allowing anything from outside in because your cells receive information? Yes. That's why you have to put a guard. Yes. On your mind, on your soul, there's a gate on your soul, your mind, your heart. Yeah. Know who to open the gate to and know who to close the gate to. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because it's absorbing what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're speaking. Of course, because that's why people yeah. get sick. Yes. Hello. Yes. That's why people get sick. Yes. They've absorbed mm -hmm. into their gates. The gate of their heart, they sold the mind. Mm -hmm. They've absorbed trauma, mm -hmm. bad news, disappointment, despair. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's why the fruit <laughs> of the spirit is the light frequencies Amen. that's supposed to manifest in your body. Amen. It's all light. That's why healing with frequencies to the body yes. is what oh man that proves it there's a guy please look if you uh, Stephen who, who who can remember his name Stephen 
For the first time, I discovered him this week. Stephen, I will, I will let you guys know. He's an absolute son of God. He's in this new awakening. You know what is he's calling? He healed a woman terminal cancer. She came just so that, you know, because he does frequency music. And she got healed from the frequencies from the music. She came to him a couple of weeks. And God started revealing to him the power of the frequencies yeah. in, the, in, in, in the frequency music. Awesome. Come on. Because it's, it's God that created. Yeah. And when it's the right frequency, it brings about the consciousness of peace. Yeah. Yes. And the body begins to interpret, wow, this is not yes. fear. Yes. This is peace. Yes. I can heal myself. Yes. You understand? Mm -hmm. So they, th this, they say the future of medicine is frequencies. Exactly. Woo! Exactly. Exactly. Scientists discover biophotons in the brain that could suggest our consciousness not could suggest, we know, yes. but now they're discovering it, yes. that our consciousness is directly related to light. Amen. Okay, so I'll put this on the mystical group so you can read the whole thing. But that's the word today. Say often, I am a light being. I'm going to speak oral frequencies of light. So that I can manifest the light of Yahweh in every situation. And it is changed into goodness and into blessing. Amen. Thank you, guys.